Blog Talk Radio. Greetings to everyone. I hope you're having a good day. And no matter when you listen to this episode, I hope that everyone finds their loved ones safe. I have a number of family members and friends who are in the path of Dorian. So for those who are in the same position as I am, I feel you, as they say. But I'm praying that we will all be able to rise above whatever circumstance, circumstances hit us and more directly hit our loved ones and others. Because it's not just ourselves that we are concerned about, very similar to what this episode is about, but for the masses. And so my prayers are with you. So today's episode is entitled, Children at Risk, a Mental Health Crisis. And as I have noted in the profile for today's episode, I actually had another topic planned, but I just could not go on with what I had planned after I saw last night last word on MSNBC. It actually um, coincides with National Suicide Awareness Month. Now, I'm not going to be talking directly about suicide. However, I am talking directly to mental and emotional strain that the children in particular, the children, all of the families, but the children that find themselves at the border. Folks, this is a crisis, a share crisis, to say the least. And I know we are all on the same page concerning that, or at least I shouldn't say we all are, because I don't know that that is true. But I am there. And I am certain that many of my listeners are there. Last night, Lawrence O'Donnell opened a segment that was entitled, The Little Ones Don't Know How to Express What They're Feeling. Can you imagine if your child was separated from you for any reason? But certainly these people have been fleeing, these families have been fleeing crisis situations, thinking that they are coming to a safe place. Now, why they don't know that America has turned our attitudes towards them, I don't know. But they don't. They don't know. And so they are running from one situation smack dead into another. But this one greets them with the reward of snatching children 
and allowing them to be separated from their, their parents or their guardians, whomever uh, might have uh, leadership in their lives. Now, can you just for a moment think with me the confusion that they must feel? And the confusion is just the tip of the iceberg. Some have said, based on the story that uh, O'Donnell carried last night, some of the children are saying that they thought their dad or their mom was dead. And they thought that they would die too. Confusion, feeling abandoned feeling rejected by your own parent. And that's not what the parent intended at all. In fact, the parent didn't know that they were walking into such a situation. If that were you and someone grabbed your child out of your arms, out of your hand, I'm sure initially you might be in shock. That's the least of what would happen, I'm sure, but somehow that shock would probably propel you to try and fight for that child, hold on to that child, and I am certain that these parents are no different than us. They are no different. Their love for their children is no different than ours. I am, I'm just, just, I'm more than in shock that we have found ourselves here. And I would encourage you, as I have encouraged myself, to pause and think about what it is specifically that you can do. What is it, Zenobia, that specifically I can do? You know, Again, I, I'm not saying that suicide will be the direct result of these actions, but I'm fairly certain, just based on uh, the years that I've lived and the knowledge that I have without anyone giving me any background information from research and studies, that many of this, these children will grow up. Maybe some of them may not even make their teen years. Some may not make their young adult years, and suicide will lay at their feet. One of the, I did do a little background myself in preparation for the show, and one of the studies that I saw indicated that it only takes two weeks of feeling rejected, two weeks of uh, feeling at a loss before an individual will just lapse into a state of mental decline. Uh, In fact, let me just see if I can pull this up real quick here. Uh, Yes. Warning signs that um, are given include, and it is number one in a number of the studies that I looked at, feeling 
sad or withdrawn for two weeks or more. But think about it, just a mere two weeks is indicative of depression. And intense fears or worries get in the way of daily activities are indicative when fears, I'm sorry, when intense fears or worries get in the way of daily living. This will be, in all likelihood, indicative of an anxiety disorder. Folks, what are we going to do? I am not, uh, I, I didn't uh, have enough time to explore the best organizations that you might want to link up with, but I do have two to suggest to you. The first is the National Alliance on Mental Illness. And the second is the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Again, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention and the National Emotional, uh, I'm sorry, I'm, 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 I'm the National Institute of Mental Health. I, um, I want to read a couple of uh, responses that a number of young people um, shared. This young man, I'm going to not share the names, but this young man was 11. When he says it wasn't just a matter of being unhappy, I always felt empty and miserable, never content or connected to other children. And for years, I suffered alone, filled with shame. Eleven. Uh, this, this person goes on to say, I didn't feel unloved. And this person thankfully had the uh, surroundings of her family intact. But still, there was this disconnection. Can you imagine what it's like for someone who does not have that family intact and not even their own country intact. So the person says, I didn't feel unloved. I just felt numb to the world. It's reminding me of what um, Lawrence, of what Lawrence entitled the show last night. They don't know how to express what they're feeling. Uh, it says that this particular research says that uh, suicide is the second leading cause of death among young people age 10 to 24. I didn't find anything that went um, and discussed in particular um, children and this issue uh, below the age of, of, um, of 10 in that regard. However, I do have this to share with you. Mental health problems may actually start much earlier than previously thought. For instance, a toddler who is crying for hours and angrily stomping 
may not be having a temper tantrum, but showing signs of depression. Wow, people. You know, the tale that was spun for many, many, many years, that if a child is crying and you know you've done everything you can do for him or her, just leave them. Thankfully, I was never able to do that. At least in, for my own being, I am thankful that I was just never able to do that. Now, I'm not saying I didn't attempt it. I did. I did attempt it, but I was never able to do that. Uh, it says that 1%, 1 to 2% of children, 2 to 5, have depression. So now you bring in this situation where these children are 2 to 5, some older, obviously, and some younger, but no community that they know and the community that they have been introduced to is mistreating them. At least those are the reports we're getting. We are mistreating them. Now, I believe that we are all at fault. We are all at fault by association. And so if there's something that you find in your heart to do to help alleviate the situation. You know, I'm even looking into, I don't know how, how uh, viable this is, particularly at this point in my life, but with some of the things that I'm going through personally, but I ha- am looking into uh, attempting to go in bodily form and hold some of these children if I'm able to do that. I think I will probably go through one of the organizations, uh, not necessarily the two that I shared with you, but try and, and, and find an appropriate organization to link with to see if I might be able to do that. But then on the other hand, I have to think, so then when you're gone, what happens? You're there to provide the nurturing if the child will allow or children will allow you, but then you leave and they feel abandoned yet again. So that may not be the best way. I'm going to pursue some thoughts with at least one, if not two organizations to see what it is that I can tangibly do. But in the meantime, we see people each and every day. But do we really see them? Young people, older people, children, just people. And we pass them, and we miss so much. I'm convinced that we miss so much. I'm hoping that my speaking into the airwaves today will help you and help me to slow down our life pace and take the time to really see who it is that we are approaching, who it is that we are conversing with. You know, when people say, Oh, I'm fine. Everything's great. It may or may not be. Now, I'm not asking you to or asking myself to inflict a problem where none exists. But are we listening? In my lifetime, I've known personally, personally, people in my circle, folks, who have committed suicide. And I missed it. Now, Two of those individuals were not 
within my parameter, but one of them was. And, oh, boy, it's something that I have wrestled with. And initially I wrestled with almost daily for two years because I missed it. I missed it. And I pray, oh, I pray that I am never, ever in that position again. And so one of the things that I intentionally have done with my life is while I am busy, and there is no doubt that I am busy, I intentionally slice off some of that busyness every now and then because I want to listen, I want to see, and I want to be there. And sometimes being there is thousands of miles away, but you're still there. In fact, just this week, it's Thursday today, and already this week I connected with a couple of friends. Mental health issue off the table, but they just needed to vent, and they needed to be heard. And I'm so glad that I was there as a conduit for that purpose. So as we round this segment out, let's see our children. Let's not turn our backs on children from another country, another culture that might be in this country, children at the border, families at the border. I encourage you to examine your own hearts and lives as I examine mine. We are all people. It's not I'm a person and you're a Martian or you're a person and I'm a rock. We all have been formed in the same way in our mother's womb. And we all have that dark bluish red fluid that runs through our bodies if we are alive and it's cold blood. We are connected. We are human. And we need to really step up. I'm talking to myself first and foremost. I need to step up and make a difference in this particular situation. So, folks, as always, I am about to bid you farewell. I've gone over a little bit, but I make no apologies for it. And so until next time, farewell. Take care. <laughs>